Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Six Figure Souls, Doing Good and Making Money. I am Camille Miller, your host and the founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global network for soul-centered entrepreneurs, and you are joining us at Six Figure Souls. The reason for this summit is to highlight those that have crushed the six-figure ceiling and are staying authentic in a business that they love and they've created around their passion. Today, we have a new guest, Holly Jean Jackson. She is a visionary success coach and a CIO for hire. Welcome, um, Holly, visiting us from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome, Holly. Thank you. It's so great to be here. It's so exciting. I love that you're doing this summit and I love your branding and what you're about with authenticity. So it's super exciting to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, the reason I asked Holly to be on is because when we were talking about like what she what she was doing, we were introduced by actually another former speaker in our group, and um, she said that she was really a CIO for hire. And I was like, wow, we don't have one of those. <laughs> so I thought it'd be great um, just to kind of go on the interview, talk about where you came from, what you did before you went on your own, and what made you kind of take that leap and go on your own and then how it's going. So do you want to take us back a little bit to your background before you went on your own, what you did? Sure. Yeah. So I started off working in public administration and got my master's in that field. And I worked in a nonprofit and I really, really loved that work, but I found that I needed to double my salary when we moved from North Carolina to California 12 years ago. And with that, I decided to take on some roles in higher education and ended up in roles of technology, which was not really planned, but you know, life has its own plan. And I had a really amazing mentor. He was like, he saw something in me in terms of my ability to translate across things, communicate clearly between technology and business. And he just decided to invest in me. And he said, I think you could really make an amazing technology leader. And he really taught me everything I needed to know at the very highest level. And then obviously got more depth over the years in technology. So from there, I actually worked across a couple different higher education groups as um, basically technology leader and uh, really kind of at the director level role doing program management. So a lot of implementations anywhere from websites to HRIS systems um, or CRM implementations, all of, you know, for business owners, those backend technologies that make our life easy and sometimes magical. So learning the ins and outs of that from both the business and tech perspective. And then I had the opportunity to work in a global company Visa, as well as Treasury Wine Estate. So two different industries, but amazing experiences. And I got even deeper into user experience and the digital experience, what customers needed on mobile devices, as well as just the online experience. And then from there, I decided um, after a few layoffs that I didn't want to stay in the corporate world. I got really tired and burnt out, didn't really like the politics or putting so much blood, sweat and tears into products and solutions and experiences that were not my own. And so I decided to go um, into business for myself and wanted to work with leaders that, that wanted to design life on their own grounds and be authentic and get rid of the politics. Nice. And I, um, I love that you kind of decided because of layoffs and everything that was happening in the world to go on your own. 
a lot of people look at entrepreneurship as like scary and risky. And I look at it as being a much more of a safety net. Like you can't get laid off, right? You could, you could run the business to the ground, <laughs> but that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same as all of a sudden you walk in and you're out of a job. You know, yeah. I think entrepreneurship is actually a terrific safety net. Well, it is because the other thing is once you figure out your superhero powers and your, your sweet spot, you can diversify and the smarter you get, the more risk adverse you can make your business with technology, with strategy, all of those things. And especially in the marketing side with technology, you want to make sure you're not just relying on Facebook ads. So it's just really important over time to diversify your services, your solutions, your technology stack and your marketing. And that's what I love doing with the people I coach as well as people that I do consulting work with. Beautiful, nice. Um, so when you align yourself with other coaches or like-minded professionals, because for us, we're very spiritual. Is there someone that you watch or want to be like or? That's Follow. a really good question. Hmm. Um, I love um, Gabrielle Bernstein. She's amazing. She studied on her Course in Miracles. Um, and I just love her energy. And I remember when the pandemic first started, she did this workshop to help lift spirits. And, and I, I agree. I love like her Judgment Detox book and The Universe Has Your Back. And I believe in all of like similar things. Um, and I'm definitely super spiritual. And in fact, sometimes I kind of wonder if I should be marketing more of that. Um, but I'm not sure how, like the spiritual CIO. <laughs> so who knows? Surprise. We'll have to talk after this. It's, yeah, it's actually huge. And I, and I, and it is my belief that going into 2021, like 2020 was our awakening, but 2021 is the time when people are like tapping into that, you know, heart centered peace, that spiritual consciousness. It's like where spirituality meets business, right? And people want to work with people like themselves, right? So, um, I mean, that's how we got connected because we had, we had a mutual connection who knew that I worked with people that were always spiritually connected and I don't care what you do, right? But that's a part of our community. So, because people get who you are when, when you're spiritual. So, so I vote yes, but you know, you can sit on that. <laughs> well, and I mean, honestly, most of my, um, I, I really think to be an entrepreneur and to be successful as a business owner, uh, it really requires so much faith and belief in yourself and something bigger than you that oftentimes I find that people that are more spiritually aware or awakened they're more likely to be really successful in business because they have that self-awareness of what they're passionate about. They're coming to the table with their passions and compassion for the people they're serving. And it's not purely about profit. They really care. Yeah. And, and so I think that it's a huge component of it. And I agree. I think 2021 is going to be really exciting and really different. And I, I hope that a lot of people woke up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally agree. And, um, I think that 
when you have that spiritual core, that heart centeredness, you, you put service over sales, like you'll turn down the wrong client because you're not going to mesh with them, you know, and, and I do believe, and it might just be the people that I'm working with, but I definitely believe when you're spiritually grounded, you kind of allow opportunity to flow through you. And I think that's where so many people got through 2020 and we'll talk about how you got through it, but, um, I see when people get through 2020, it was because we allowed that opportunity. We, we allowed ourselves to receive it from a spiritual place. And when I look back at our community at NLBP, so many, many, many people did far greater. And I think it's because it was like that, okay, we, we didn't have that fear going into it. We believed that, you know, we believe in divine timing. We believe that people come to us during for a reason, we believe in the law of attraction, we believe in abundance, and it kind of just puts you in a different mindset, right? Uh, The mindset of success, because we don't sit in fear. I definitely think that. So talking about 2020, during this past year, what pivoted in your business? Did you find any major changes or something that kind of rocked your world a little bit? Um, So I was already working online before, Um, COVID and 2020. Uh, So for me, it was more about for, for existing clients, making sure I was giving them the best service possible, helping them pivot their business online. So it was more heavy coaching and consulting on moving online. And so the background in tech was really, really helpful. And then also I work with a lot of solopreneurs that might not have as much financially to invest. So I needed to expand and diversify my business model to do some consulting so that, um, you know, the income was still there so that I could still support my coaching clients and also help them renew through packages and whatnot that were in payment plans versus, um, you know, the full payment because they were having some struggles initially while they were pivoting to an online model. And then the, the, the consulting also just helped me reopen that, that world into the digital space. And, yeah. and also it keeps you really fresh on what applies to small business owners because you're working with larger corporations consulting. And it just opens so many new opportunities. Like you just said, when you're open to things and you're open to changing instead of resisting it, things just start to flow. And you're like, wow, that's not something I expected. Um, also, I use this as an opportunity to go deeper in partnership with my local chamber of commerce when I was still in California. Yeah. So I partner with them and I started offering um, online webinars to help with problems that small business owners were facing. So it was really more of a service-based model that eventually led to clients later on when they were able to pivot because I was investing so much into their success as a local community. And that has really served me well. I love that. Can you share a moment when you didn't feel like maybe you had it all together? Um, a moment when you wanted to quit. I, I think it's just really important to point out for the people that are watching this that every day is not glorious. You don't just kind of go on your flow. <laughs> like every single entrepreneur has that, those ups and downs. I say it's really, really high and really, really low, no matter what level you're at. Yeah, that could not be more true. I think that the higher your level is, um, it's just the roller coaster goes up and down more. So it's like, you know, you're higher and lower. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but I mean, if you really think about it, 
those lows, um, when they're really low, make the summit so much better and so much sweeter at the top. And so, um, yeah, right now I'm kind of in a season of, um, holy crap, like, what am I doing? And, and so, you know, you know, the backstory on this, um, I, decided during this pandemic that it was a good idea to move across the country after ending a seven-year relationship. And I thought, I told my friends, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to only open doors of opportunity and it's going to be a really smooth transition. Um, well, first of all, we all know moves are difficult, but this one, it took eight weeks for my things to arrive. So I had to live like this really minimalistic life. And it's just really hard when you're a business owner and you need like some of your business things to keep things operating. Um, so I had to get really clever and learn a lot more around patience, a lot more around being in the moment and being present. Um, also listening to like the best launch date for the online class funnel I'm launching. Um, that was not going to be December. So we pushed that back to January. Yeah. So got really wise with that. And then when they did deliver things this past Friday, thousands of dollars of damage. And so, yeah, when your personal life is wreaking havoc, it has impacts on your professional life. So yeah, recognizing that and making sure that you're not going into um, client calls or consulting gigs or uh, sales conversations when you're not 110% great is really important. And so for me to get through this time, I've had to really boost my self-care and push some things back while still supporting my clients. Um, but I always want to show up as like the 150% version of me. My people call me jetpack and there's a reason. And right now I'm not there. So I'm slowing down so that I don't break down. That's beautiful. But, but, it, but you're being very authentic by one, thank you for sharing your story. But even when we got on this call, you told me a little bit before we turned on the camera, which I think is just a really authentic way of doing your business, right? It's just saying, hey, you know, I'm having a rough day and, you know, this is, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And I, I think that's a beautiful way to run your business. And yeah, and it's really, to take that even further, not that I recommend anybody try this, but I did have a sales call a little bit before all of this got even worse. And it was, I don't remember what happened, but something traumatic related to the move had just happened. And I should have rescheduled the call, but I don't like rescheduling things last minute. So I get on the sales call and the guy that I was talking to was a spiritual coach and he was considering hiring me for some consulting. And I started crying on the sales call because he asked me some really spiritual related personal questions and I couldn't lie because I don't wear a mask in my life or in my business and um, interestingly enough we are having more conversations about still working together and I remember saying to him well now you're probably never going to want to work with me and he's like no quite the opposite the fact that you're being so genuine and so yeah. open but I also know you're really smart um, I still really want to work with you. And so if anything, I'm just really grateful that we had an opportunity to really connect as humans. So that was really nice. That's beautiful. I, I think that that kind of says it all, right? That that's putting your genuine self forward. And that's what you connected with. I think when you're spiritual, I think it's important in any business, but I think particularly the people that are probably watching this and you and I together, um, when you're spiritually grounded, you you want to connect 
like I always tell people like I'm an intimate person. I want to know the details. I, I rather have very close, intimate, personal relationships where I can call people than a bunch of people that push cards on me and I can look at your name and not know who you are, you know, that kind of thing. And I, and I think um, it's really important. Right. Yeah. So- I find those conversations like, oh, let's talk about sports or the weather exhausting. I'm yeah. like, no, I want to know what's going on in your life. Like what's going great. What are you struggling with? Cause ultimately that's what we're here in this experience to do is to support each other. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Um, so what do you think is next in your business? As you look into 2021, cause we talked about it being full of growth and excitement and pivoting. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of really exciting things coming up in, in my business. So I am launching an online class that's um, for starting your guilt-free business and it's targeted for moms. So my long-term goal is to start a nonprofit for kids. And so the short-term goal is to help moms so that they can serve their children right away and help them realize and design the life that they want so they can show up as amazing parents and especially moms being leaders in the household so that their kids can model that as they grow up and they can see that entrepreneurship is an option because I feel like that's not shown enough in the households and in our society. Um, Also, I was just speaking with somebody um, at a big technology company and I might be working with one of their strategic partners around doing some consulting work um, part-time. So I'll be broadening my consulting services beyond just small business owners to larger companies and doing some really great strategy work as well as road mapping um, and even content strategy beyond the technology piece. So that's really exciting. And I have some summits that I'm doing next year that I'm really, really looking forward to because then you have more impact and you're able to reach even a bigger audience internationally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is one thing that you love about your work? Honestly, I could have the worst day and I'll get on a call um, for coaching a client or just on a consulting gig and it's just helping them, you know, just really adding value and acknowledging the progress that they're making. And my clients give me the most joy. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It's like being in a state of flow when I'm working with them. And also I think second to that is the fact that I'm designing my life um, intentionally so I can take care of myself and my health. I can stay spiritually grounded um, and I don't have to play the politics game. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Do you actually have like a blueprint of what that looks like, like a, as part of a vision or a strategic plan? Of- oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have dovetailed, um- right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have like very, very specific goals, um, as well as like specific, um, tasks and deadlines for each of those beneath it. I even have an Excel spreadsheet, uh, Excel spreadsheet with conservative and long, um, you know, growth, uh, estimates and, um, pivot plans for if it doesn't work out. Um, I mean, cause think about it. I do program management strategy and road mapping and I work with technology and content. So like this is like just how my mind operates. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, yes, yeah. so I already did that before I moved in October. And then I just keep like doing a lot of visualization around that and staying open to opportunities to expand that or add to it. Um, and just, you know, check in monthly to see where I'm going. 
I love that. Yeah. So what's the driver inside of you? The driver inside of me. Or where's um, the driver inside of you? Like, where does it come from? That is a really great question. I think it has to be like my spirit because I don't know what else it would be. Like, it's not something that my parents gave me. It's, I've always been this way, like since I was a little girl. Um, I remember grounding myself uh, when I was little because I got a C in a class and I was still going to tutoring and my parents were like, you're doing your best. I'm like, it's not good enough. Um, so I think I just love to help people and I want to be of service. I want to make the world a better place. I want to help, you know, kids. And there's just something inside of like my spirit or who I am, if you don't believe that. Um, and that's what gets me out of bed each day. Like, honestly, even if it's not in my business, I'm walking outside. If I can make somebody smile, that's great. Like I'd rather make the world a better place. And I know that might sound trite to some people, but that. I think it makes a big difference. It's a huge ripple effect. Yeah, I know. That's great. That's great. So uh, final thoughts. So for people that are viewing, right, that might be in the technology world somewhere working for a company and maybe not loving getting out of bed every single morning and doing their own thing, um, or for any entrepreneur, um, what would be a takeaway message that you could offer them? Yeah, I would say my, one of the things that I talk a lot about when I do um, speaking engagements is not letting fear take the steering wheel. And typically when we are stuck in corporate jobs that we hate, or we're letting other people in society or our jobs define success for us, we are letting fear operate the steering wheel and we're staying, trying to climb the corporate ladder. Um, for lack of a better description, we're staying stuck in that's really kind of this, this state of hell for us. We're very unhappy in that. Um, and there is another way. So my message to you is if you're feeling unhappy or you feel like you're repeating a pattern, you likely are. And there is another way. And it is possible to explore a lot of different options for what that might look like. And also that doesn't necessarily mean quitting your job right away. That could mean that you're going to start stair-stepping into growing that while your corporate gig supports you. That's how I did it. Um, that you know you want to be financially responsible, but you'll feel so much happier once you start building that because you know you're starting to take control back of your life and you're working into your passion, and that's going to keep you so much more motivated and happy even when you're at that corporate gig. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nice, um, inspiring information my thought was when you were saying that is um sometimes when you cut that cord though you work a lot harder to make it work right yeah yeah you can do it either way um for me i was really lucky so what i did was something kind of in the middle um i i ended a job because I, I recognized the pattern right after a layoff and i was like i'm just gonna go for this business and because i wanted um I guess a safety net, I reached out to my whole network and said, listen, I'm looking for part-time remote consulting opportunities. And I was able to get something that was 25 hours a week that replaced 80% of my corporate salary. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. And so like, that was like a win-win because right. then I had income to invest into the business and I was able to take bigger steps and work faster yeah. um, by taking that bold investment um, and having that cash flow. 
And for me, I think, cause I was in corporate for so long, I kind of needed um, a little bit of a safety net, but for some people they don't need that and they can just dive right into it. Um, and it's really a personal choice. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I read somewhere, it's probably on Facebook, it's probably a meme that said like, if you're looking forward to a Friday, you're not in the job you love. <laughs> right? That is so true. It's so Very true. true. I was like, I, I rarely know what day a week it is. I don't care if I'm home on a Friday or a Saturday because I don't, I don't dread a Monday. You know, sometimes I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I had to teach myself to actually take the weekends off. And that was, I think I was at least four, four and a half years into my company before I even took a weekend off. And I had to teach myself boundaries, right? It's part of what we 